All right. This is Brian Porter, your co-host. Uh, welcome to another episode of Invite the Neighbors. This is episode 86 um, with Alien Book Club from St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, one of the best Twitter descriptions for a band so far. Um, they describe themselves as a geriatric 16-piece genderfuck collective. And I don't know how many of those St. Paul has, but I'm going to imagine not many. Um, so yeah, we get into a lot of stuff, you know, music and otherwise. I ramble, I'm sure, at some point. It's been a couple months since I recorded this episode, so I'll be honest, I don't remember a lot of the content of it, but I remember I was outside doing yard work while recording, and I probably rambled at some point, and Benny probably accused me of making a dad joke, and that's kind of the formula here at Invite the Neighbors. So anyways, you know, if you want to support the podcast, you know, um, you can follow us on Spotify, you know, subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts or whatever. Um, give us a, a review on there. Um, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It all really helps. Um, and we love reading the ratings and the reviews. I know I do personally. They make me feel all fuzzy inside. So, um, And it makes the podcast more visible. And you can also go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash invite the neighbors. We're going to start doing bonus content once we start doing in-person episodes again. Um, or if you just want to support the podcast because you like listening to it, you know, throw us a buck a month or something like that. You know, it all right now it all just goes towards the cost of hosting the podcast. So I know times are hard. You don't necessarily need it. We're not asking for handouts or anything like that. Um, just saying if for the people who would feel compelled to support us in that way you're more than welcome to and that's how you do it um anyways check out alien book club you know you follow them on twitter so they're on spotify um Bandcamp, all that good stuff that most bands are on and um if i'm wrong about any of that i know for a fact they're on twitter so you can ask them <laughs> where to find the music but um all right hopefully you guys enjoy this episode so uh you guys are, is it just one of you on, on this voice channel? It's two of us. Uh, it's oh, okay. me, Anita, and... And Andrea. Anita, Velveeta, Andrea, do you have a cheese-themed last name also? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> We're married, so I guess, I mean, she, she's technically twins. taken the Velveeta name. <laughs> Andrea <No>. Velveeta. <laughs> this is the first uh, married band. <laughs> couple featuring a married band that I'm aware of at least that's been on the podcast. Mm. So <laughs> con- congrats on that. I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> so um you guys are from Minnesota, correct? Yes we are. St. Paul. Oh St. Paul. So did you guys like hear about this from one of the other Minnesota bands that we've had on recently or something? Um I, I don't know. It's actually Allison that kind of does all our like social media and emailing and messaging. Um Oh. Okay. And then Allison is somewhere tonight. Oh. She said she was going to be here and I have no idea where she is. <laughs> it's like I've noticed like a, a little bit of a pattern like I'll have uh like cuz so we had a couple bands from Minnesota on within the, like the past like during the quarantine and like we're based in Michigan so th- whenever I get like a band from out of state Sometimes I'll get like a few emails from bands like in that region asking to come yeah. on. You know what I mean? Like I was just, I figured it's probably not a coincidence, but that is probably it. 
Allison's yeah. super social media savvy, and I hate phones, so. Um. <laughs> I hear you. If, like, if I could get this podcast out by, like, owl post or something, I would. That's but. a thing. <laughs> it's like those, like, carrier pigeons during World War II. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just started watching Game of Thrones, and, like, they talk about ravens all the time. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I could do that, utilize that for the podcast. Damn, yeah. okay, all nerd. The best music. <laughs> yeah, all the best <laughs> music comes through birds. <laughs> songbirds they call uh yeah, exactly that's where i turned my generation <laughs> <laughs> so uh i'm kind of curious like you guys have one of those cool names alien book club i'm curious where that comes from i don't always ask about where the band name comes from because i feel like that's a cheap question but like but I, alien book I, club I i'm a big alien guy <laughs> Uh, it's it's not as cool of a story as I hope it would be, but um, Andrea, take it away. <laughs> well, um, it was inspired by a couple things. We're huge fans of Matt Groening and watched a lot of The Simpsons and Futurama. Okay, and, I like um, to hear. So there's kind of two things that we took into consideration. We wanted it to be like a reference to something we really like, and then. Um, in The Simpsons, when Homer has a, a group called the B-Sharps, um, <laughs> they kind uh, of just like that it's less funny more the more you hear it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So between that and we, I don't know, there was something I heard on Futurama about like a robot gang, and I just kind of played with the words, and it turned out to be ABC and sounded good, and it just stuck. I have a quick oh. question while we're on this little tangent. What are y'all's favorite episodes of The Simpsons? Oh, um, A Millhouse Divided is probably my all-time. I really like Lemon of Troy and Marge versus the Monorail. Yeah, those are some of my tops. Also, the um, the one like right after Millhouse Divided. Oh, Bart, Bart After, after Dark. Dark. Yeah, that's a good one. The, 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 the brothel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A Millhouse Divided, I feel like, is one of those episodes that, like, everyone loves, but no one talks about. Because that's also my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's it's so cringy. It's, it's, uh, I might watch it after this interview. <laughs> do they still, do they still make episodes of The Simpsons? Yeah, running on season, what, 31 now? I think 31 so. or 32. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah, they're not, I'm not good, saying that. They're there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I mean, I, I love The Simpsons growing up. I don't know them to the point where like I know names of episodes. That's more SpongeBob for me, where I, <laughs> oh, yeah. SpongeBob nerd, could tell you like specific quotes from specific episodes and shit. But that's yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, I can appreciate the Simpsons fandom, though. At least it's a good show. Futurama is one of those, like, underrated shows, too, I feel like. Mm. Where... Futurama is so good. Uh, the episode with the dog. Oh, my God. Uh, we refused to watch that one when we watched <laughs> it. We skipped that one. It's too sad. Yeah, I've seen it once, and uh, that's enough. <laughs> that one and the one with Fry's brother are the ones that I, like, refuse to rewatch yes. because they're just so emotional. <laughs> I'm gonna cry if I watch either of those. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's one thing I have not heard about Futurama is people like getting emotional and crying. But hey, you know what? 
I'm not judging it. I understand. I just, I just randomly got emotional earlier today. If we're gonna like talk about crying in TV shows, I was watching The Sopranos, and that I, I cried watching an episode of Sopranos, which doesn't seem like it makes any sense at all. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show. It's just a gangster show, and like the mob boss's son. There's an episode where he goes and tries to kill his uncle. And somehow they have like this father son moment over it, and it made me cry. I was just like, "Wait, what is happening?" And was like <laughs> half, it was literally like half an hour ago. I don't know if like there's unaddressed issues in my life or something, but I was yeah, just like, "That sounds intense." But you know, it's an emotional time. I, no judgment. Yeah, I've always yeah. i've I've always meant to watch The Sopranos, but I see how long it is and how long those episodes are, and I'm just like, I don't know if I have the time for that anymore. Dude, that's how I felt going into Game of Thrones recently, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm almost done with Sopranos, and HBO is the shit. They, mm-hmm. they barely ever do anything bad. So, I, I've i invested with my girlfriend. We needed a show to watch. So, Game of Thrones it's a good it is. One. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people people talk about, like, how it's the best show of all time, which I, I I'm... I, I don't do myself any favors because, like, I never, whenever there's, like, a cultural phenomenon, I never start it until, like, it's done, and then I decide, like, I need, like, a million people to tell me, you absolutely must watch it in order for me to actually watch it. I've been like that with Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Sopranos, now Game of Thrones, like, I'm never on board when it's happening. And so it always makes the show less enjoyable because it's like I have these crazy expectations for it, and it, it's never fair. You know what I mean? It's never. Fair yeah, you're not watching show. it week to week. Yeah, that's yeah. really sad. That's really depressing. That, that makes me want to cry. <laughs> and also, it's all good. And also, this is official. Invite the neighbors podcast stance, aka this is just my stance. Uh, Lost is the best show of all time. Just really? put that out there now. <laughs> that show is the best show I've ever watched. Damn, okay. I never watched Lost. Lost I is never pretty watched good. an episode. I only I watched the first couple seasons. It was enjoyable. I've been on a really big because uh, I just got HBO Max, so I've just been watching Foster's Home for Imaginary yeah. Friends. And that show <laughs> that show rules. Yeah. Yeah, I love that one. Okay, I'll have to jump on that. So, just to give you guys uh, a little bit of uh, the Velveeta kids, I'm going to give you a little bit of um, context. Because I don't know if you've listened to any episodes of this podcast. I don't assume that anyone's listened to it before they come on. And we normally we talk a lot more about music, but like during the quarantine, like I think we haven't really discussed this, Benny and I, as far as like doing this on purpose. But I find it happening naturally. Like we spend a decent amount of time just talking about random bullshit. Because mm-hmm. one, like I want people to, to get like a personality of the artists that come on, and but also there's just not shit to talk about when it comes to music, really. Like it's in terms of like current events, like there's not really a whole lot going on. Like most people don't have, they're not touring, they're not playing shows. You know, I mean, we'll get into some musical discussion and things like that, and let you talk about your music. But I just wanted you to, I want to let you know up front, like that we're talking a lot of about a lot more random stuff than we normally would. So. Hopefully, Absolutely. You know, We're here to be here to shoot the, the shit. Sweet. Hell yeah. Have you guys ever been on any podcasts before? Yeah. Um, we've been kind of doing the rounds. Uh, we had uh, one of them just premiere today. This is like our fourth or fifth one. Oh, cool. Hell yeah. Any 
any like music related ones that you want to shout out or like any other you know positive yeah i'm ang- uh, angry girl music uh just released our interview today um that was really fun uh she's based off florida so it's, it's really been cool to talk to like people from other states and stuff and like talk to them about like their music scene and like how it's different we went on tour and 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 January and that was like the coolest thing it's just seeing everyone seeing how similar yet like different it is yeah that's kind of a common thread on this you know we talk about like DIY culture you know state to state to state there's like you know there's those unique aspects of a town or of of a market that make it stand out but then there's like this online communal thing that's always there which is pretty dope Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, you said you guys were on tour. Was that your most recent tour? Was it January? Yeah, that was actually our first tour as well. It was uh, 14 days in the South and then like four days in uh, like the upper Midwest. Okay. How was, uh, did you feel, how was the length for being your first tour? Like, did you guys have any other touring experience from other bands or like, was this all like you guys your first go at it? Well, we, we toured with another band at the time called uh, Shatter Cones. We released a split with them and then went on tour. And um, so they, they really helped out a lot because that wasn't their first tour. And so if, if we had done it alone, it would have gone a lot worse. Um, but it actually went quite smoothly. And uh, by the end of it, we were like trying to plan this like 80 day tour. And we're like, <laughs> oh, we just got to get out there for the whole summer, man. Which I'm really glad right. we didn't plan because we would have had to cancel all of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I I uh, played a show with this one band called Bernie and the Wolf, and they <laughs> toured uh, basically the whole country, and just in in like, pretty sure they have like a fucking Zion van, like not even a van, like one of those little Zion cube cars. I could be getting mm-hmm. it wrong, but it's like one of those tiny little cars, or like one of those Nissan Jukes, or you know what I'm talking about, like one of those little toaster yeah. cars, and <laughs> yeah they tour like the entire country they had like a two-month tour in just that thing and it's just a two-piece band but like Holy it can shit. be done i will, it really I will can you, it can be done i was <laughs> amazed by how much we packed into our car just absolutely amazed i believe it like what do you guys what do you guys take on tour like what, what what's your vehicle we took a Ford Explorer, but uh, the other band also had like a, a hatchback, so it but was. But they're also they were only a two piece, right? So they carried two of our bandmates too. So we had nine people all together in two cars, <laughs> and then nine oh, people okay. fit all together. <laughs> wow, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's quite the um, what's the word convoy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is like Oregon Trail through the South. <laughs> no deaths, hopefully. That's good. no. Meek got honest. dysentery, but he didn't die. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was at the store. Had they died have like by snake bite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have an Oregon Trail card game that they sell at the store now. That I was that checking out. Excellent. Yeah, I, I just feel like. I want those like shitty graphics though if I'm playing Oregon Trail and like the little um however many bits, I don't know what the word is for it, but you know, like just like there's a the name that like computer people know. Maybe it's like twenty five oh, bit or something. Eight bit, yeah, yeah, okay. I knew it was some number dash bit. Uh but <laughs> it's like ninety percent of the way there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I used to play that all the time back in uh, mm-hmm. elementary school, as most of us right. most people did, you know? It really paid off, though, you know? Like, Oregon Trail really came into, like, that skill set was there on tour. That's good. <laughs> buffalo <laughs> hunting. I was amazing at it. I was the best buffalo hunter on tour. That's dope. I say you got to stop and like I would I was such a weird kid like I feel like I might have been I I don't know like I was a savant like I would just I would only fish I would play Oregon Trail but I would only ever fish that's all I had any interest in doing was stopping to fish and now that I think back on it like my parents probably should have been concerned like I'm glad that they weren't like the most mental health savvy people because I probably would have been like assessed if they would have just looked at my Oregon Trail behavior because it was very <laughs> One dimensional. <laughs> Very one dimensional. Very much just like tunnel vision, but I turned out all right. I got my own podcast. Dude, yeah. you're talking you're talking to someone who in my uh senior year of high school accounting class, because I wasn't smart enough to take pre-calculus, I would <laughs> just sit there and play pandemic two. For nice. hours on end every single day to the point where I had to be talked to by the teacher to be like, hey, you got to stop doing this. You're about to graduate. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, which point you're like, what year is it? <laughs> I took AP computer science in high school and the teacher didn't really know what he was doing, but we did. And so we all installed Counter-Strike onto the uh, computers. So we just uh... called it AP Counter-Strike. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet that was nice time simpler time semi-inappropriate <laughs> that's dope yeah sorry if there's any noise i'm like i'm doing literally doing yard work right now yeah i'm just like i just planted a bunch of grass seed and watering the grass i'm i feel like i'm raising the land you know yeah Urban, Dude, urban you're doing your part. Nature. Yeah, got that uh, Kentucky rye. I don't know what kind of grass seed it is. I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna say something <laughs> up. There's different types of grass. Yeah. Yeah. It's grass. <laughs> yeah, there's different types of grass. Who the fuck cares? It's grass. In yeah, Las well, Vegas, <laughs> so there's two different kinds of grass that I use. There's shade grass seed, and then there's uh, sunny grass seed. And I'm currently employing both because I have both shady parts and sunny parts because I'm, again, hashtag privileged. And I'm just, <laughs> just trying to, just trying to, well, the, the people who lived in this house that I'm in before me, like, they did not take care of it at all. And mm. the, the front yard is just, it went to shit. So <laughs> this is all made for great content. But I'm curious. <laughs> so you guys toured the South. Um, what was the... Uh, one of the, what was the, what was your favorite city to play in? Mm, um, you had to pick one. Valdosta, Georgia was the shit, which is this tiny little town. We like pulled into it and we're like, there's like not even 50 people in this town. How is there going to be anyone at this show? And it was this like <laughs> punk house in Valdosta and, uh, they go fucking hard. That's probably the only venue in town for them uh certainly the only diy house but you had people from you know all over that area not just that one city uh come there and just it was so punk i just uh the energy was amazing that night 
And so I love oh, that. I, I love that. Yeah. Ooh. Isn't that like a little college know. town? Valdosta? I think. Yeah. If there was a college there, it was super well hidden. Okay. <laughs> Basically, that's not my knowledge of like the NCAA tournament brackets, and I feel like I've heard of Valdosta State or some shit. But that yeah. might be another. That sounds right. It's, that sounds right, right. But like, <laughs> honestly, this was like a, we had driven through towns to get there that were like bigger than this, in the middle of nowhere. It was just such a trip to. I think the house was just like a little away from the middle of. <laughs> I don't know, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> So was that is that a consensus between both you guys, or did you have a uh, another favorite? I don't know, Andrea. What was your favorite? Um, my favorite is which is every time somebody asks me. Um, <laughs> we had oh, a lot of fun in in Hattiesburg, and um, Hammond, Louisiana, was a ton of fun. Yeah, and New Orleans was just shitloads of fun, mm-hmm. and yeah. I really enjoyed playing for places that had, like, the crowd was, like, an age group of, like, 25 to 35. <laughs> that was kind of nice. Oh, okay. Being in that <laughs> age group myself. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm an old-timer. Well, not completely old-timer. I'm 29, and, like, but I feel old at a lot of the shows that I, even my own band plays, and it's just, like, 21. 29? Yeah, I'm 29, dude. Benny's like, I quit. <laughs> I didn't are you guys in the same that. band? What? Are you guys in the same band? No, no, but we're both we're both in different uh bands like and we're all based in the same area though, like kind of Detroit area. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Got something to say about my age, Ben. <laughs> no, I just didn't know that you were that old. You're like I know. much older than me. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm I'm uh I'm a grandpa. I have, God, I have, now I'm insecure. I have grandchildren. That's great. That I'm glad you sense. are. There's not a whole lot of uh, 25 and under that are doing their yard work. Yeah. I've never <laughs> seen someone under the age of 25 do yard work. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. God, now I'm insecure. I, I'm going to buy dude. a third course for my pedal board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that pedal board's a monster. I'm glad that you're insecure because, like, I'm usually the one feeling insecure because i'm worried that like i'm too old or something which i'm constantly telling myself that i'm not and i don't actually think that nah. like sometimes when i just hear people use like more than three or three or more like slang terms in one sentence that i don't understand and then i'm just like oh god it's happening yeah that's very relatable <laughs> yeah super relatable we're 26 and 27 so like we're approaching that dreaded 3-0 in the music scene. Oh, yeah. 26, 27, you got your whole lives ahead of you, let me tell you. <laughs> now, every, now everything makes so much sense, because Brian does tend to have big old man energy on social media sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I don't even notice it, which which com- completely confirms that that's what it is, because I don't well, even Well, I mean, you it. are the biggest Greta Van Fleet fan I've ever met. Oh my god! <laughs> They're your favorite band. You never stop talking about them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this yeah, is, I'm not even. Gonna, love. Yeah, it's it's such a thing. Like you don't understand how much Greta Van Fleet because they're from like the Flint area, so they're like way bigger. I mean, they're way bigger than they should be. Period. Mm-hmm. God awful. <laughs> but <laughs> in Michigan, it's like, like a thing that Greta Van. I don't know, man. Especially. Because like I grew up twenty minutes from Flint, yeah, 
it's unfortunate. I hate when like a baby <laughs> anyway, light comes me. from your scene. Looking at you, hippocampus. I there, I said it. I said it. <laughs> How do you guys feel about um just like what's the scene like where you guys are from? Like the shows that you play and the just, like the types of bands, like is it fairly diverse or is there like a type of super music diverse. that dominates or super, super diverse. You get lots of like emo and hardcore, which is kind of expected in the Midwest. Um lots of really different types of punk. Uh, a really nice thriving folk punk scene. Um, uh, cool jazz stuff going on and then really cool hip hop stuff that, that happens. Um, and they all kind of link together. And, and uh, the only scene that's like apart from all the other scenes is the metal scene. Okay. Oh, okay. Because they're all terrible. There's some really good metal bands here. It's just like it, they, don't, they don't play together. Right, right, right. Yeah, something, like, there's something in Michigan that's like that. Like, something I noticed, I don't know if it's as prevalent now as it was, like, a couple of years ago, but, like, the DIY scene and the hardcore scene in southeastern Michigan were completely separate and hated each other. (laughs) And, 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 like, they're just, like, fractions away from being the same thing. (laughs) Can't we all just get along? Yeah. Seriously, I don't know. I, I, but no, I like Twin Cities does that well. Types of things. That's cool. And and what about um, what was like? This is kind of unrelated. But back to like the touring question. I'm all over the place in my head right now. But uh, <laughs> I'm curious. Like, what was one of your favorite things that like didn't have anything to do with playing a show? Like, favorite thing to see, or just like favorite thing about being on tour? Like non non music related. Um. Uh, we spent a whole day in New Orleans before we played our show, and that was pretty amazing. Um, that was, I mean, New Orleans is just a dope city. Our day in Bentonville. Oh, that was we went, scary. We went to the home of Walmart, and that's a scary-ass town. It's like, <laughs> if you ever seen the movie Stepford Wives, it feels like that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we got to see, like, a Frank Lloyd Wright house, and cool. there was a lot of really pretty art around, and some, a bartender working there was, like, telling us about how the the CEO, or, yeah, the CEO of Walmart at this point, I don't even know if it's the same guy, but um, he just, like, flies around the town in a helicopter watching down on them, making oh, sure cool. they're all, Big brother. You know, awesome. What a yeah. sick guy. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty fucking weird town. <laughs> yeah, and people just are cool with that, I'm sure. Yeah, they make a lot yeah. of money to live in that. <laughs> There's a big old Confederate statue in the center of town, so I oh, think they're no. pretty okay with a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, safe to say that Benton is woke and dope. Yeah, exactly. If I know anything about the kids, it's it's that those two things are very true about Bentonville. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. Uh, when someone says really something really like cringy, just like you know, not woke and dope. I just love saying woke and dope. And that's just feel free to steal that because I stole that. But oh yeah, we're gonna bring it to the to the Minneapolis scene. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Everybody's please do. It's not. It's not my saying to hoard. It's, it's it belongs to the world. <laughs> but 
How would you how would you guys categorize your own band? If you had to, <laughs> like, you know. It's difficult. We, we try to make it difficult. Like we try within ourselves to be like, is this something that we would tr- like typically do, or can we try to make this into something completely off the wall? Um, but if, if I had to say it in a pretentious sounding way, I would say it's indie punk with hints of like prog rock and a little bit of jazz, um, with an emphasis on humor. <laughs> okay. So all the genres, basically. All the genres, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. a nice pretentious, encompassing way to describe it. Yeah, it wasn't pretentious until you threw in jazz, and I was like, all right, all right, uh, jazz, really, that I dreaded love, jazz word. I love bands from the humor scene. Yes, yeah, humor belongs in music. It really does. I completely agree, though. Yeah, it, no, you I, don't I see agree. it enough. I think, like, don't say that too loud, though, because. There are some people that need to keep their stand-up comedy and their stage banter separate, and I'm not looking at anybody named Pat Ray, but I'm just I'm just saying like there are just certain. There's definitely I've been to shows where I'm just like, ooh, they think they're being funny right now, but if you can pull yeah. it off, then go for it. Because I am, you know, I'm guilty as charged myself, and that's the only reason I feel comfortable saying that. Because oh, like, yeah. I I'm the king of cringy fucking. <laughs> I'm bombing on stage. I've bombed a number of times. You haven't lived until you've told a joke that didn't land well on stage and a bunch of people leave. You know, that is that is what I, that's what I what we play music for. I love yeah, that. Right? <laughs> I tried stand up comedy uh, like about a year ago. I only did mm-hmm. it a couple times. One time went really well. And the other time I just bombed. I bombed enough for a lifetime. I feel it was the longest five minutes of my life. Hands down. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, you know, it's it's an experience. It's definitely a bucket list thing. If any, yeah. so many people like say they want to try that and never do. Mm-hmm. So, I'm one of those people. That's a very hard thing to do. You oh won't my catch god! <laughs> you guys want to know the uh, the worst joke I've ever said on stage? Not like yes. Please. Not like bad. It's like bad. Not like offensive or anything like that. Of course not. But like, so outside of music, my big thing is history and sociology. It's what I graduated from college from with a big, I like it's centered on Middle Eastern history. So when I was on stage, I, we played a song and when we were done, it was kind of like a bad run through of it. So like people weren't really cheering. It was back in like the first era of boyfrienders to like, not really any kind of real band at all. We were just playing songs we wrote in 10 minutes on stage. And I said, wow, that was bad. Might have to quit the band and go join Hezbollah, which is a, which is the paramilitary <laughs> wing of the Lebanese government. I swear yeah, to God, know that. <laughs> I swear to God, I said that. And immediately I was like, God, we have like two songs left, and I want to end this set right now. I feel like the biggest fucking moron on the planet. What were you thinking? I think jabroni is the right word. I have no clue. I honestly don't know. My mind was all over the place because we just played this song really shittily. And I was just like, 
<laughs> got and I was like, hey, let's get. I was probably like, oh, let's get the crowd back. Let's try to make a joke. But then I made a joke that would only be funny to me. <laughs> like, I, I love those same jokes. That's like can't relate. Can't relate at all. <laughs> that's dope. I feel that the best type of jokes are the ones that make like one person laugh in the crowd, and everyone else is like, what? But like that one person is losing their shit. Yeah, yeah, that. Those are always nice. It's like, oh, cool, we got one guy. Like he, like, like it's all silent, and then you hear the one guy who goes, "Ha ha, woo!" I miss shows so much. <laughs> so when you say you like you guys, you know, try to incorporate humor into your music, is that something that just occurs naturally, like in, within lyrics, or is there, do you? Is like in between song stage banter, like you're just stage presence, or is it like literally like in the song? I'm kind of curious, like how do you feel like humor plays into the whole? Um, thing? I I think lyrically, uh, I, I've definitely been trying to do it more. I think that, um, especially with the newest uh, EP that we just released, um, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to make jokes. I I I don't like most typical lyrical topics, and so I try to write about what makes me laugh or whatever I'm thinking about. So like we released a song a while back about, uh, it's called baby won't eat my face. And it's about erotic cannibalism <laughs> and bug chasing. And, um, you know how cute that is. Like when two people yeah. are in love and one of them's like, please just eat my cheek. And like that's oh, yeah. that's beautiful to me. So this um, song isn't about us though. I'd like to make that. Story. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into that. that. You guys don't eat each other's face. I mean, you don't have to reveal that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, stuff like that. And then just kind of just genuinely having a laid back, relaxed attitude on on stage trying to make jokes. I think it's just naturally kind of who I am. I, I kind of a class clown type of person. Um, and so that just kind of carries forward to the music. I gotcha. Oh, that's cool. Now, like, do you have, do you guys have any, like, um, I'm notoriously bad at, like, I don't usually listen to the bands that I have on until after I talk with them, because I don't want to have any, like, preconceived notions about, like, what their personalities are going to be like based on the music. So, like, I'm curious, like, do you guys have, like, studio albums or, like, are you self-produced? Like, what's your, uh, like, what's the body of work that you guys have out there? Um... So it's it's a lot of different stuff. So I guess like the first ABC release is released under a different band name, but uh, it was called Vote Champion and the Dropouts, the Underachievement Award. And that was, uh, I think it was like 14 tracks or something. I can't even remember. But I, we recorded it, just Andrea and I, when we were living in a cabin. Um, we recorded that on a tape machine, um, just a little eight-track uh, task and porta, porta studio. And um, so that definitely has like a lo-fi singer-songwriter mentality. And then like, as we started to add members to the band, it kind of got a little bit more complex and stuff. So like the, the second thing we kind of released were these, all these singles of um, self-recorded um, stuff and self-mixed by um, Meek and I. Um, and then from there, when we got Amber, we kind of moved on to uh, going into a studio. And so, uh, I release Alien Butt Plug and our splits <laughs> with Shatter Cones called Weird Dad Now. We're both recorded by Jack Daly um, in the cities. He plays in a band called Fox Theory. They're dope. 
Um, see, I'm, I'm one of them kids. Dope. Woke and dope. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and then, but for this most recent one, we kind of did a hybrid of the two, two ways of doing it. That was mostly because of like coronavirus, but also because I feel like you get your best takes at home. But, you know, that we can pay someone to mix it better than anyone in Alien Book Club can mix it. So we, we recorded it at home um, and then sent it to um, Abe, Abe Anderson, yeah, from the band Nights, uh, who are amazing. And you should definitely check out Nice. Um, oh, yeah, they were on the podcast. That was one of the uh, Minnesota bands. That was on. Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah. Big, definitely how we found you then. Yeah. <laughs> big bunch of potheads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a common thing in, in the Minnesota scene as well. <laughs> Probably most scenes. Marijuana's. Yeah, um, yeah I've noticed that. But yeah. <laughs> we like our wacky tobacco. Wacky tobacco. <laughs> wacky tobacco is funny. I love like all the different like names that like old people have given it like devil's grass yeah devil's lettuce i've heard you know yeah but i don't know i i used to like smoke a ton of weed but it it was like used to be like integral to like my songwriting process and i feel really cliche saying that but i'm happy to report that i no longer need marijuana to write music but well, that's I do. <laughs> Not that I ever did. You know, I was just like in high school and it was just like part of it was more like a ritual than anything. Like I'd come home from school and then like me and my buddy Brad would play drums. We would like smoke in his garage, watch SpongeBob and then go downstairs and jam for the rest of the day. Pretty much. That sounds like a good way to make some good music. Yeah, that sounds like the old. I just want to go back to those days. Like, I just want to go back. The only time I ever, the only time I ever smoked weed to try to write something was like, for the first two Boyfrienders albums, I'd never done it. But like, I'm writing the third album right now, and I was like, you know what? Why don't I give it a shot? What could happen? And then I just wrote a song about the character Johnny Chase from Entourage. And it's the best song I've ever written. I love oh, nice. that. See, that that is something that would be a okay in this band. That's like what this band is about: is getting high and writing songs about really specific dumb things. <laughs> I had a joke that when uh, I had a joke that when we start doing promotion for album three, I was going to pay for a cameo from the actor who plays him to plug the single on the album. <laughs> Maybe Jake from Good Luck Charm Records will give me three hundred dollars to do that. That's a great idea. That'd be sweet. So, what have you? What have you guys been doing? Have you done anything musically during the quarantine at all? Like any like songwriting or? Because I yeah, I personally, I have not been able to bring myself to do very much at all. I've been very low motivation. But curious to see what you guys' experience have been. Well, we were the the EP that we just released um, comes from an album that we were working on, and then like Corona hit, and we're like, okay, let's just make an EP. But now we're back to recording the album. Um, it's definitely hard to you know like work on music, especially with you know what's been going on in the Twin Cities the past couple weeks with um, the protests. Uh, it's just hard to really think or do anything else, you know, um, if. I, I thought, you know, motivation was hard to find um, 
when it was just quarantine, but then, you know, you add quarantine plus riots and it's just like, wow, the world is really ending. Why the yeah. fuck would I want to make music right now? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And it, it's just, it's wild how, honestly, I'm not like commenting one way or the other on it. It's just like been a wild thing to observe, like how we've gone from like not wanting to be around each other at all to like, feeling incredibly motivated to like be out and around each other and not not that that's everybody's experience you know what i mean and and mm -hmm. obviously there's like a good reason to be out there but it, it's it, it's crazy like how like the public or the collective psyche has has shifted you know like right I, I don't even think about quarantine anymore i just think about you see so many people like out protesting and stuff and i don't even think about it and right. i don't know if that's good i don't know if that's bad you know what i mean like i is it a worthy protest absolutely like who's gonna say it's not you know what i mean it's just i'm i'm curious to see like just as a person like i'm curious to see like how this affects like the medical stuff that was going on or how it affects like the quarantine if if at all yeah for see. sure we will definitely see um there's a little I, I, out in the protests and stuff it was very very rare to see someone without a mask and um you know yeah that was nice to see and but you know, there's no way to be six feet apart from each other there's no way to do that so yeah i guess we'll see but um yeah yeah who knows who knows it's just wild it's a it's a surreal time to be alive dude it's just mm -hmm. it really really is do you guys um have any plans yet like any timelines as to like getting sh have you heard anything about shows happening at all or like any any plans like if, are any bands like starting not, to plan tours that you're aware of or anything like that not really uh everyone i've been talking to is still kind of holding it off especially with the you know the protests going on and all that effort is kind of being uh place otherwhere uh, uh in other places which is ultimately what needs to be happening you know yeah. yeah shows aren't really important if uh you know we have cops murdering people on the streets um right. Absolutely. so it's kind of hard to say but i was you know at a bar the other night and there was a band playing so clearly you know some shows are coming back but i really think the diy and the punk scene is gonna right. take some more time to really process what happened and you know let all of that rage um make its course which it needs to yeah no i mean that makes that makes perfect sense um what about some other stuff that you guys have been doing just to like maintain sanity just like do you guys <laughs> work at all or anything like that or yeah i'm a barista at starbucks fuck my life right <laughs> You are essential. I <laughs> yeah, I'm an essential person of serving over like, ah, serving overprivileged fucks coffee. I hate it so much. But <laughs> it's nice to have a job. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. It's I'm on like partial layoff, which I can't complain because it's like I still have a job. I just I get one day off a week. Oh no! Did my phone die. Brian, where'd you go? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, apparently, like I can get phone calls while I'm on Discord. What's the problem? Hi. Need to figure <laughs> that out. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll address that. We've had so many fucking hiccups with Discord episodes during quarantine. It's been it's been kind of wild. Like there, we've lost. There's one episode that we completely lost, and I figured out how to stop that from happening. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, we did an entire episode only to realize that none of it recorded. But that's so that. sad. Did you, were you able to redo the episode? Is it the or? episode I'm thinking about? Yeah, it was a uh, dude from Oregon, Donald, I think. Ah. Yeah, the whole thing is just gone. We we'll, <laughs> so the thing sad. is like we'll probably we'll redo it at some point. But the thing is like when you just had a conversation with somebody, you can't like go back and force another one like you've pretty <laughs> yeah. much exhausted all the things that there are to talk about so it's like you gotta let some time pass that's kind of what I think yeah uh, let like a natural amount of time pass and then ask them to be back on but that's the best we can do <sighs> unfortunately damn fucking but, discard um, yeah yeah what can you do what can you do yeah. um what about some like some influences uh like when you guys are writing your your uh, record, the most recent thing that you've done, like what's the, what type of stuff were you listening to at the time, or like what do you think was musically influencing that? Um, Frank Zappa has been number one influence since like there four we years go. ago. Um, <laughs> love Frank Zappa from everything from Freak Out to Civilization Phase Three and beyond. I love every single album, every single song, even the <laughs> shitty ones. <laughs> I, I I am the biggest fangirl of Frank Zappa that has ever existed. I will fight anyone. Like if he has farted in front of a microphone, I've heard it. Um, <laughs> so Frank Zappa for sure, but also uh, lots of local music. Um, we I really love the scene here. I love how diverse it is. Um, I love the music that's being made from people by here. I find myself listening to mostly Zappa and then other bands um, in the Twin Cities. And so we were really influenced by them and, and, and made conscious decisions, um, you know, like, uh, this part needs, you know, direction. Where should we go? Oh, let's take it. And, you know, this local band's vibe or like even going as far to like steal uh, like motifs and, and licks from other bands and like in hopes that they'll notice at a live show and be like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, definitely local music. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I've been kind of bad about that. Like, I've recently I've gotten into more of like local bands or like bands that I've played shows with. Normally, like, what it takes is like I'll play a show with a band and then I'll see their set and I'll be like, oh, damn. Like, and I'll like I'll see it live first and then I'll be like, all right, well, I liked this live. I'm going to go back and hear it on the record. And that's kind of how I'll find local bands that way or like bands that have been on the podcast yeah. you know before yeah. the podcast i barely ever had fucking exposure i didn't really expose myself at all to finding local music but now like because of this and it's been a, a treat i will say for sure um, local music's dope woke and dope yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing like how how much talent there is just like hidden you know or like it's out of out of the sight of like the public eye or like the you know like it, it's not like mainstream like all the like local music i'm i'm rambling trying to find a way to articulate this but like it's just amazing to me like realizing how many local bands just don't suck you know because like you think about like when growing up you, you know I'll, I'll 
all my exposure to like local bands are just like shitty old dad bands or something like that. And like actually seeing all these bands now, like playing shows and all this stuff, like seeing how good they all are. It's just been pretty wild. I'm yeah. so sorry. For some reason it, it, it cut out and I had to leave the voice chat. So I missed like the last like 30 seconds. Oh, it's all good. I was just saying like how it's, it's just surreal to see like, how much talent is really like hidden within like the local music scenes, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and hidden is the big key word there. Like uh, it's unfortunate that there isn't more money that just gets pumped into like DIY scene and you actually have to really dig in there, but there is music, good music in every single town in this country. If you're willing to go look for it, like, like Valdosta, Georgia, no one would have thunk that you could go into this weird looking house and go see a bunch of cool bands, but you can do that. Well, actually I think the house just shut down, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like up until recently cut. And the nice thing about DIY houses is, you know, whenever one shuts down, three open up. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. What are some of the, some places that you haven't been yet that you're like really, really itching to go to once things kind of open back up again for, for that to happen? Um, Las Vegas, for sure. Andrea and I, uh, we met in Las Vegas when we were 17 years old and senior year of high school back in 2011. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, that was kind of like where I had my first real band and I played drums in that band. And we kind of got a little established there over um, a couple of years and then it fell apart and I moved away. Um, but I still have, you know, lots of friends and connections in Vegas. And even though I grew up in Minnesota and then moved back, Vegas still kind of feels like my home. So that would be like a homecoming show for me. And so I really want to go out to Vegas. Yeah. Okay. You know, to show yeah. up all those people in high school, I thought I was a dork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I have that same sort of mentality but I kind of wanted them to see just how right they really were, you know? Yeah. You know, that's, you know. <laughs> I'm going to show them I'm not a dork by traveling in a car for 18 hours. <laughs> it's just like, it's like that episode of SpongeBob. I am ugly and I am proud. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's just how it goes, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, I mean, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty set. I feel like I'm, we got a, a decent amount covered all the bases here. Benny, was there anything else that you kind of wanted to uh, get into before we call it a day? Yeah, I have just one quick question. So y'all said that you were big Frank Zappa fans, correct? Yes. Yeah. What is your favorite album? Because sometimes I'll listen to Joe's Garage and be like, I'll never write an album as good as this. I need to quit. Yeah. Joe's Garage was my first love. Like the, the first Frank Zappa record I ever bought was and like the first one I ever listened to was Joe's Garage. And I was just instantly in love from like the second the marimbas come in and that little opening. It's like the bump, 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 bump. They're like, ah, oh, I love that shit. <laughs> and so definitely Joe's Garage. Um, plus the overarching story. And yeah. like... I don't know. It's beautiful. It's it's beautiful and heartbreaking, and it says so much about Zappa. I don't know if it's my I favorite, see. but it's a top three 
Ah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, cruising with Ruben and the Jets. The 68 version. I swear to God, though, the first time that I heard a uh, Femba in a wet t-shirt, my, it was, like, revelatory to me. Yeah, um, just, uh, I may listen to a bunch of Frank Zappa today, even more so than I already did. <laughs> so, so you have on your list though just to recap you have to listen to a, a millhouse divided and then you have to listen to some uh frank zappa just you know yeah just, i got a full night plan for me for you yeah <laughs> want to make sure you get everything in <laughs> listen to zappa and watch the simpsons you mean what i've been doing for the last four years of my life <laughs> right <laughs> honestly when we get off the first thing i'm gonna do is probably watch the uh Treehouse of Horror episode where mm. like Lisa Lisa's building like the small community and like <laughs> that little yes. petri dish and Bart is like trying to destroy it so they wage war against Bart. Yeah, that I one is that so one. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to Menards because I'm a fucking old man. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Get a, we're gonna go to Menards buy some topsoil, dude. That's you are not work. wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. Like, I'm going to Menards and I'm going to buy topsoil. And I'm going to replace a sprinkler head because it's too complicated and I want something simple. Can you hear this? Can you hear the gray hairs in my voice? Like, that's what I'm going to do. You said you're 28? 29. 29. You sound like you're 49. Dude, I know. <laughs> I know. It's my dad rough. doesn't even talk that way. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm mature for my age. I really am. I'm, but I, I have... Uh, to be ashamed about. You're no, I'm not. I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud. And, you know, if you listen to my music, you wouldn't guess I'm a day over 25. So it's, it's pretty... <laughs> yeah, I don't... But yeah. But okay. Well, um, at the risk of embarrassing myself further, I think I'll... Uh, I'll call it a podcast there, but I appreciate you guys uh, joining us on the interwebs. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, Yeah, it was fun. Absolutely. So, um, you know, maybe next time, like, you're on tour, if you ever come through Mission, come through the Detroit area, you know, give us a shout. Maybe we can, uh, because we do a lot of episodes in person, like, when when that's a normal thing, you know? Yeah. Give us a shout when you're going to be rolling through. At the very least, we can come out to the show or something. Yeah, and if you guys ever find your way up to the cities with one of your bands, just let us know, and we'll we'll get something going. Hell oh, yeah. yeah! Cool, cool. cool. All righty. Well, you guys take her easy. You as well. Take her easy. There you have it, folks. That was Alien Book Club. Hopefully, if you made it this far, wow, you're the best. Um, even if you fell asleep midway through, and now you're just waking up to the sound of my voice. Um, sounding more pristine because I'm not talking into Discord right now um, and you're hearing me. Thanks for even having this on. Um, follow us on Instagram at Invite the Neighbors, on Twitter at ITNPod. Um, if you want to support us, you go to patreon.com slash invite the neighbors. Give us whatever you want. It all goes towards putting the podcast online and keeping it there. Um, hit us up. You know, send us a DM. Let us know if uh, you have any suggestions for improving the podcast. You know, or if you just want to say hi, I like your show, whatever. Do it. And if you're a band, you want to come on, um, send us an email at invite the neighbors at gmail.com. Okie dokie. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time. Well, I won't see you, but you know what I mean.